Hey there, everybody. It's Hambo. I'm back. And, uh, boy, I got a bit to talk about. Um, I'm going to do a movie review of uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But before that, uh, I want to talk to you what's been going on lately. First of all, I want to talk about Top Gun 2. How freaking awesome that teaser trailer was. That was a hell of a t trailer, man. I mean, I love it. I love the Maverick, uh, his plane coming directly at you while the, the voiceover by Ed Harris is going on. Um, it, it's... <laughs> there's going to be more of cheesy volleyball. <laughs> it's just great stuff, man. I, I'm just... I'm. And I, I was really on the fence about this so, so far, especially since Tony Scott isn't around anymore, and rest in peace. Um, it, it seems almost sacrilege to do the movie, but the way they're doing it so far, the way they're showing it, it's, uh, it's they're doing a great job, and they're really kind of, uh, uh, I don't know, it's like a love letter to Tony Scott, you know. Um, Ed Harris replacing the original actor, whom I can't remember the guy's name, unfortunately. I should have re researched that. But the original uh, commander there, um, Ed Harris is doing a hell of a job as that character in channeling that dude. Um, so cool. So cool. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, Yeah, I it's it's unbelievable how much of the flying he's doing, and that like the close up shot of him in the pilot seat looks very real, and I'm sure it is a certain amount of it. I wonder if it's him flipping the plane and going inverted at the end. That <laughs> would be pretty. Uh, I would give him a, a whole lot of respect if he did that, which uh, freaking hilarious. He went upside down. That was great. <laughs> it was. <sighs> I'm gonna have to talk to Tom. I'm gonna have to call, give uh, Tom a call one of these days and get him back on here, have him talk about all, all the plane, uh, all the plane uh, moves that he's that he's done uh, in this movie. And uh, well, maybe maybe I'll have him on eventually. He seems he likes coming on, and uh, you know, last time we discussed, uh, you know, Top Gun C64 game. Uh, who can forget? Who can ever forget that game? Uh, <laughs> well, I lost terribly, but I, I definitely blame it on the controls. Um, the controls were a little jacked up. The old uh, emulator. Anyway, let's let's. I know there's something else, but I'll have to touch on it to another time. This is about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and uh, boy, what a movie there's a lot I'm surprised at the hype that Quentin was able to build for this because this seemed like very uh, and still seems like a very niche niche movie uh, not really I don't know how much the mainstream will, can't, will catch on because it's it's his his uh, his love letter to Hollywood and uh, the 60s and the, the evolving times 
during the, during then. Um, uh, spoilers up ahead. Definitely spoilers. I thought that when this movie was originally being conceived, it seemed like he was making it about the Manson murders. But I think he might have changed the tune on that. Um, because that's a pretty sensitive, touchy subject. Um, some of the relatives might still be alive. Uh, <laughs> you know, and that might affect them in some way. This touches on it. Um, there's not a lot of Charles Manson in this, which I was surprised. I thought they would have a lot more Charles Manson in this movie. Because, you know, it, it's almost like... It's almost like, why even touch that part of our... Why even have that a part in the movie? It seems like it's mostly about these two characters. Uh, this actor, um, uh, Rick Dalton, or, or, uh, and his stuntman, uh, played by Brad Pitt. Um, and Dalton's played by... Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, if you've been hiding under a rock, you will have not known that. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I, dig I, dig I digress. It's... There's going to be some sighing. There's going to be a lot of sighing in this review. <laughs> because I liked a lot of this movie. Um... I liked a lot of it. I felt that the movie didn't have a strong enough story. And even more so, I didn't feel like it had strong enough emotional beats um, to make us care as much as they need us to care for this, the, the main actor, uh, you know, Dalton and his career. Now, I gotta tell you, this movie is definitely saved by the performances. All around, there's solid top-notch performances here by both uh, DiCaprio and Pitt. I just think that the here's the thing: you either have a movie that's goal-oriented, um, has obstacles, that has a climax, um, and then it has a conclusion that's somewhat. Hopefully, those it's satisfying. You have a good opening, a good ending, and everything and between you. You want a good second act. Doesn't always happen, um, but you want enough good moments in the movie. This has some good moments in the movie, which is the saving saving grace of it. But the ending sure isn't really satisfying, and the beginning. The beginning is fun. But I think we needed, still needed a bit more. Um, I, I think it's beautifully shot. Of course. I think the dialogue is fun. Um, but even in the terms of dialogue. I think we needed more memorable jokes. Scattered throughout the movie. Now this might be a movie that grows on you over time and gets better with every watching. It might be one of those. Um, touching back on my, the point I was trying to make is that 
you either have a goal-driven movie or you have a, a movie that's about more about atmosphere, uh, more about more just the characters, really, and not so much about plot. And um, this falls into that category, which is fine. You can have that. You can have that. We just need... We needed more. We needed more character moments. Um, we needed the characters to be more quirky than they were. There's some times in this movie where the camera just kind of sits sits in the scene, and uh, I don't think I don't think it, it's justified. I don't think we need to linger too much. And uh, I I think Quentin falls a little bit too in love with it with himself in this one. A little bit. And he doesn't explain or make it clear to the public, the main, the main, I guess, normies, if you will. That seems to be a term that's being said these days, normies. Uh, the mainstream audience. Um, he's not really making it clear to the mainstream audience why this stuff is cool, why, why this, any of this matters. Um... I guess he needs to make it clearer. He made he needs to make us fall in love with it a bit more, and he needs to spend more time with Dalton, the main character. And you know, in a lot in a lot of the interviews, you know, DiCaprio's talking about well, you know, I feel like this guy Dalton. It's like all he has to do is just stop feeling sorry for himself, and and get serious, and try a little bit harder, and try to evolve with the times and, and pick the challenging roles. The thing is, is like, you don't feel there's that arc in his character. Uh, it, it's either so subtle, that obstacle so subtle, or it's just not explained thoroughly enough to where we feel like, boy, he really missed a boat on, uh, on something here and, and the way America was changing and he didn't get... He didn't jump on board. And the thing is, he does jump on board. He does what Al Pacino tells him to do, which is take the movies in Italy, um, be a leading man, be a, even though it's in another country. Because um, his only other option is to do TV. Do TV and be a, be a fall guy. Be, take, take the hits and just kind of fall into... Uh, supporting uh, Cast's fodder as the guy that gets beat up by the lead instead of being the lead. And that's why I feel like, well, where did, he, where did he do wrong? Where did he really screw up? He screws up on his lines a few times in this movie, you know, as Dalton does, you know. And, uh, but the thing is, is that he saves it. As he eventually saves, and he comes back, and he did, he puts a solid performance in. Um, so I felt like that was kind of lost there. Like, what were we doing? Um, I didn't think that the arc was that strong or, or very pronounced. Uh, so a lot of that was kind of lost, and then and then we have Brad Pitt's character, who's a stunt man. But yet he does very little stunts in the movie, 
Maybe we see one stunt where he jumps from fence to fence to get to a roof. Um, like, give us something here. You know, Quentin's all about authenticity. I mean, like in the... Um, and uh, in Death Proof, we have a shitload of awesome stunts. Uh, we have Kurt Russell doing some driving in the movie. Sorry, I'm drinking tea here, too. This is tea, a little tea and review podcast here. Um, there's a lot to get off my chest about this one. Margot Robbie plays uh, Sharon Tate, who I, I've always loved. And um, I really got to go and, and check out more of her work. Um, very beautiful actress. Um, and... Uh, you know, they go into her a little bit. They tap into her story a little bit. She's got a little bit of mo time to shine in this movie. Like when she goes to go check out one of her movies, uh, The Wrecking Crew with Dean Martin, uh, which is an awesome movie. <laughs> which is a really fun movie. I, I recommend everyone listening to this go check out The Wrecking Crew and, and the Matt Helm series in general. Uh, it's kind of like the Austin Powers before Austin Powers. Um, so she's in that, she's checking out her her scene, and she's in a theater, and it's a fun little scene, but after that, she kind of gets, I don't know, she kind of gets lost in the background. Um, she doesn't really meet up with the other, the main two characters, really, and the end of the movie, like I said, spoilers, um, I'll get to that. Uh, again, I didn't feel like she had much of an arc um, there. Um, Brad Pitt's character doesn't really have an arc, which is fine. You can do that. He has a fun little finale scene. But, yeah, one of the things I noticed in this movie, <laughs> speaking of his character, his character, it's heavily implied that he killed his wife, right? And even Kurt Russell's character, who is narrating this movie for some reason, I don't know why, it's weird. He just, once in a great while, he sprinkles his narration in this, but you don't know why he's given such significance uh, of sprinkling his, his narration. And it's not done enough, really, to warrant anything. It's just kind of jarring. I, I don't know how to explain it. I love Kurt Russell, but I didn't feel why that he was necessary in this. And that he wasn't really used properly. Um, I... Th it would have been cool if he was Stuntman Mike in this, and maybe they de-aged him or something. That would have been awesome. Because um, then that would have tied into his like own little cinematic universe. But that's a missed opportunity. Oh, and those two words, missed opportunity. <laughs> I feel definitely was in this. I mean, there's a lot of cool moments where they put uh, Dalton's character into old TV shows, um, where the footage looks very realistic, like it was shot back then. They put his character in the, in the, in the Great Escape, uh, taking out Steve McQueen. I mean, there's a lot of fun stuff they're doing it that is being done in this movie. Um, but I just don't feel um, emotionally... But we should be. We kind of feel like we're watching a guy 
going through a crisis. Some of it's justified. Some of it, he's kind of acting like a baby. Which is, I'm like, okay, I feel confused. Is this a comedy? You know, which maybe it just kind of is. <laughs> maybe it's the whole thing's a comedy. And uh, the joke's on us for taking it seriously. Um, again, you got to be careful with the marketing. I always go back to Hudson Hawk. Hudson Hawk was marketed as a serious crime uh, thriller when it was nothing of the sort. It was a silly comedy with some cat burglary stuff in it, which that's how it should have been marketed. I feel that if it was marketed that way, it would have been at least somewhat successful. I don't think it would have been a total bomb like it was. Um, I still like... Hudson Hawk's one of my most favorite guilty pleasures, along with Last Action Hero. Um, and this is almost, gosh, I hate to say it, this is almost Quentin Tarantino's, dare I say Hudson Hawk. <laughs> dare I say this is his Last Action Hero, where it's a lot of, there's a lot of prettiness, there's a lot of great shots, um, great acting, great scenery chewing. But what does it add up to, and what is he trying to say? I don't know. I think I think it's a feeling. He, he he captures a little bit of the time, and the feeling. He does some of that well. But okay, all right. I think it would be better served if we had a better story and better emotional beats, that we cared a bit more um, about our characters. Not that I don't. I do a little bit. But when you make one of your characters someone that kills his wife, well, that guy's a, a, he's a villain. I'm sorry. Even though the woman that he killed is a real naggy. And it's, I mean, I think the audience pretty much went with it. And they still liked him because it's Brad Pitt. <laughs> it's Brad Pitt. And he's a likable guy. He can even kill his wife and people will still root for him. <laughs> That's how I felt in the theater. Um, is this movie worth going to see? Sure, it is. I wouldn't lose sleep about not going, though. Um, I wouldn't feel like if you missed this, out of all Quentin Tarantino's movies, that you would miss something. I think there's some greatness here, and a lot of uh, the old TV shows and, and the movies that Dalton did, but it just wasn't expanded enough. It's like... Put us there. Put us there in those TV shows. Um, there's some great little POV shots where we're in the back seat of the car of these two characters. And give us more of those scenes. Um, I, yeah. Again, talking about meandering and, and character-driven movies. And, and I usually like that stuff. I eat it up. Like the Big Lebowski is a textbook example of, of characters uh, over plot. Um, uh, yeah, there's... there's and in Kingpin, if we're talking about bowling movies, but even, I think, Kingpin had a bit of a stronger story than Lebowski. Um, and I will note, in Kingpin... I felt actual sympathy for Roy Munson 
because of Woody Harrelson just sells it. He sells it so much because he's just like, you know, there's some, some emotional beats there in the movie that when he loses to Big Earn, it's like, geez, man, he, he lost his arm. It's been years and years, and he still couldn't overcome and beat his, uh, just a braggadocious douche. You know, he can beat that guy. Um, that's a comedy with some emotional beats that that matter. This movie should have taken notes from that. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying that, but it's true. It's like, oh boy, oh boy. And then Bruce Lee's in this, which is cool. It's fun. Um, well, the guy that's playing Bruce Lee is in it, um, and here's another spoiler, Bruce Lee kind of gets his ass kicked and comes off as a bit of a douche, which I guess Quentin's trying to, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, switch expectations or, or, or just switch things up, um, which I guess... I could see Bruce Lee being a little, little too cocky, but I, and everything I've seen, I think he's he he seems still pretty, uh, I don't know, pretty reasonable, like a reasonable guy that has some confidence in his abilities and not overly braggadocious. Um, yeah, it, there is some weird stuff where it seems like. Quentin's making fun of Bruce Lee a little bit. It's weird. I didn't quite get that. Uh, but that seemed very forced. I mean, the the fight between uh, Brad Pitt and, and Bruce Lee felt like, okay, we're having this, and how does this matter with anything? <laughs> I guess it's how stunt the stuntman guy... Uh, Loses his job, I guess. So I guess it makes sense. All right, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, again, he says, and he talks to DiCaprio's character, he says, look, I don't want, I don't want that guy on the set because he killed his wife. And my wife is saying that he does, she doesn't want his creepy ass over. And it's like, when you got stuntman Mike telling you that, that's pretty bad. <laughs> Even though he's not stuntman Mike in this. But Brad Pitt's so damn likable that you, you still go with it. And even at the end, which I'm going to come up to the end here, talk about this. The end, it's like... Okay, so Sharon Tate doesn't get killed. But the, the, the murderers, they come over and... Or, they come over under orders from Charles Manson, who we only see in one scene in the movie. They try to kill um, both Brad Pitt's character and Dalton and, and DiCaprio's character, which is subverting expectations. You thought they were going to go kill Sharon, Sharon Tate. And um, I thought Sharon Tate was going to get killed, and then the two characters were going to find out. Was, they, they could have stopped it somehow, but they were drinking too much. No, they, I guess expectations are subverted, and they, they go after them. And uh, the murderers are so inept 
that they kind of get handed their asses handed to them by Brad Pitt and uh, and Leonardo DiCaprio and, and over the top hilarious scene where DiCaprio uh, finds uh, one of the ladies with a with a, with a huge pistol like a dirty hairy pistol in his pool. She's freaking out because she just had her face bit bit off pretty much by Brad Pitt's dog, and uh, he takes out he brings out a flamethrower and he kills her in the pool, which is great. But again, are we making a comedy here? Apparently, we are, <laughs> and no one told us about it. So I don't know. There's it gets pretty funny and over the top at the end, which is kind of neat but at the same time it's like okay well where are more of those moments earlier in the movie it kind of comes across as it's trying to be a little serious a little dramatic but light-hearted fun into a straight-up comedy Al Pacino is only in a couple scenes and I felt like why is he in it like if you're gonna have Al Pacino use Al Pacino even make him the big villain or you just have them in a lot more scenes that are a lot more pivotal. And he does a great job as the producer in this, trying to get Dalton some big roles. But I just didn't feel like his character mattered enough. Like, he he has some silly glasses on, and, he, you know, he does a great job. But, Gwent, what are you doing here, buddy? Um... This is not what I expected. In some ways it is. In some ways it isn't. Uh, I was really expecting a stronger story. Uh, a lot more of uh, char- characters that, I don't know, back backstory with the characters. Some stunt scenes um, to show how badass this stuntman guy was. Um, some more inside scenes with Dalton's career um maybe some scenes with him in in italy instead of talking about him and showing us some awesome poster art which i love the poster art in it but it's like you need a scene of him doing some more spaghetti westerns and more of the struggle we needed more of the struggle of him trying to get the hipper parts and then he doesn't and then he he, 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 you know, he starts drinking again. It's like, oh, what can I, I? I can't see myself getting these these new kind of parts in these mo- movies that aren't like the Hollywood system, the old Hollywood movies. I don't think there's enough in an ar- of an argument being made, especially from all the interviews I've watched. I was really surprised. Um, I'm gonna have to give this movie. I'm gonna have to give it like a seven and a half, and the half is being generous. Um, the half is just because I like the actors involved, There's great performances all around, great cinematography, uh, but it's a solid seven. And I'm gonna think a lot. I think this is gonna be a. Div- it's gonna just cut the audience in half. I think there's gonna be people that hate this movie and others that are gonna love it. And I'm like. I'm kind of in the middle with a little bit towards the right where I like it because it has a lot of fun, memorable scenes. But I don't know how much of it adds up to anything. (laughs) 
I just and comparing like to something like Lebowski or Kingpin, where there's more payoff moments, more genuine funny moments to make it worth it. I didn't feel this didn't that. I don't think Quentin is a comedic director. I think he he's a good dramatic, uh, good violent director, um, good atmosphere director. Gets very stylish director. I don't think he he's all about the comedy. Sometimes he can do some good comedy bits, but wow, I yeah, I was really looking forward to loving this movie, but I just kind of liked it. You know, I wasn't, uh, I was totally under the spell of this movie, of the music and everything, and then seeing it, I'm like, well, it's different. It is different, and it's still worth going to see. Catch a matinee of it if you can. Don't lose sleep over not seeing it. Check it out on video if you must. Always, Quentin's movies are optimal in the theater, so I recommend the theater experience. But I'm going to have to say that this is kind of... Ah, probably along the lines of Inglorious Bastards, where I didn't feel like this was 100% Quentin. Like, I don't think this was where his potential, I don't think his potential was fully realized in this one. Just like in Inglorious, Inglorious Bastards, Inglorious, I felt there were script problems. Um, there's problems of him giving the audience what they want. You know, in this one I felt he needed to give the audience more of what they wanted a bit. Which is more uh, of us caring about Dal Dalton's character. More stunts, more badass moments with Brad Pitt. There's a big uh, wandering in the desert town scene that doesn't really go anywhere. It's like a big Wild West scene where he goes to this guy, George, that he kind of knows. Uh, and... The guy's just sleeping, and it's played by Bruce Dern, which is hilarious. But, and then he just leaves his town, and there's all this suspense built. And it was like, well, what the fuck was that for? <laughs> what are we doing here in this Wild West town of prostitutes, hippies, whatever they are? So that that's my review. I'm going to keep it uh, around a half hour here. One of the longest podcasts I've done in a while. Um, yeah, and I'll get back with you guys, and, uh, we'll talk, I'll talk more about, uh, maybe Top Gun 2, and some other developments in the pop culture there, maybe a little bit, uh, talk about a little bit of San Diego, Com San Diego Comic Con a little bit, and, uh, uh, till then, long days and pleasant nights, everyone.